Hello and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast, a podcast aimed at providing a platform to promote the excellent work that the political members and officers of local authorities are doing to overcome the increasing challenges facing the communities across the UK. Additionally, we will be promoting the wider way of career opportunities that exist within local government. We hope this podcast will help drive engagement between the public and local authorities across the UK. Hi there, and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast. I'm really excited to have the Chief Executive of Lancaster City Council on with me today. Mark Davis is a really interesting story, and I was really excited to bring him to you guys at home. Mark started his career out in the public sector as a building cleaner and has had a significant rise through the ranks to now leading one of the most uh, a really successful council in Lancashire. Um, which is, and he's always focused on outcomes. Now, as a bit of context for you, Lancaster in England has a population of just over 145,000 um, and the net revenue budget for the council is 21 million. So that's the, the, the scale as to what Mark is looking after at the moment. Mark, thank you so much for making time to come to the podcast. I know how busy you are. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, it's a lovely day today um, and it's nice to be talking to you, Matthew. It is indeed. I can I can see the blue sky and uh, in classic British form, I'm too hot. I'm too hot. We've been waiting for it. And now that it's come, I'm too warm. <laughs> uh, so my first question, Mark, is why work for a council? If you're a graduate there sat at home or someone who may be thinking about a career change, why should you consider coming and working for a council? Um, in, in, my, in the years that I've worked for local authorities, I found it to be really hugely um, rewarding working uh, and serving uh, the public. Certainly in my current role as a chief executive, I, I come into work every day and, and I never underestimate the privilege that I have as a chief executive in a beautiful district like Lancaster. Um, but I, on the other hand, I also recognise that there are a huge amount of challenges um, that we have to face and also that I am there um, to deliver for our public. But I would say that working in local authorities is um, hugely rewarding. Absolutely. In terms of, I think one of the things that I've always noticed is the variety of work and the exposure that you get at a, a more junior level that you wouldn't necessarily get if you were in the private sector. Um, now, in terms of one of the things that I would like to kind of discuss with you is around the public's expectations. How hard is it to to meet those expectations as a as a council? Um, it's very, very difficult. I mean, the, in the time that I've been in local government, we've shifted from when people wanted to complain about the council, they could do so directly, of course, but there'd be like once a week um, local paper where people would send their letters of complaint. Now we've got all forms of different media, social media particularly, um, you know, people put lots of things on social media about councils, which are often incorrect. You know, they're, they're often born of, of frustration of course, there are underlying issues. We need to deal with those. But for for our staff who are working on a day-to-day -day basis, it can be very, very upsetting. Sort of, there's something that I always try and think of in context. One of our basic services that everybody um, benefits from is that of waste collection 
and recycling. You think about something like waste collection, certainly in our district, people have generally got at least one wheel bin and two or three boxes. But that equates to several million transactions a year. And very rarely do bins get missed. But on the occasion that they do, for whatever reason, it's really, really frustrating for uh, members of public. And it's also sort of expensive in terms of rectifying that situation. So you're right, there is that there is a really sort of wide um, diversity of services that we deliver things like the very basic services like waste collection to very complicated things like navigating through the planning system or dealing with licensing type issues. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things as well, I mean, my, my wife works in the NHS and I've always thought that sometimes the issues we have in the country is the fact that people have always had public services ever since they've, you know, since they've been alive. And therefore, sometimes I don't think the community understand or, or fully appreciate the level of work that goes into delivering those services. You know, it's one of those things that you see something wrong or you something's frustrated you, you tell nine people something goes well and, and it's going right. You just kind of take it for granted. Um, absolutely. And it, it, it's, it's an amazing amount of work the councils do. In terms of the career routes, how much, you know, how much flexibility is there in terms of the different career routes that somebody coming into a council could have? Well, I think I think it's, that's it's a really good question. And that's one of the exciting and good things about local government, that there are multiple career routes in uh, into local government. I mean, I, I started off as um, a building cleaner. I've previously been self-employed doing grounds maintenance works. And during the winter, I didn't have a lot of work. So I took a job with um, the local council, Bolton Council it was, um, cleaning a secondary school uh, just near where I live. And as that developed, I then got offered a job uh, as a, a supervisor. I got given um, the relevant training and skills for that. And then I managed to develop a career at Bolton Council. I, become, I became the, the area manager for um, building cleaning and became the sort of head of building cleaning. And in all that time, the council invested significantly in me as an individual. So, you know, the council sponsored me to do a, a degree in uh, business studies. Um, I did lots of sort of vocational type specific work, safety training, all those other things. And then I was able to um, progress my career with a chief officer job at Lancaster City Council and again Lancaster City Council has invested in me and then you know I was, I was obviously um, privileged uh, to become the chief executive so that's just one route where I've sort of worked my way through all levels but there are lots of other different entry routes we've got some really unique uh, posts things like people who want to enter into planning or environmental health you know, that, that there are routes in through there, people who want to become accountants, there are routes in through there. You, you look at the, you know, maybe some of the chief executives that you interview as part of these podcasts, you'll realise that there's a whole lot of different backgrounds um, from chief executives. There's not any sort of one route, but I think the common thing is 
you've got to really believe in that sort of ethos of public service. You've also got to, I think a lot of success in the public sector is about having a set of values that are consistent with the place um, that you work. Because I think if people have got the right values and the right mindset, you can then um, invest in the specific, the job specific skills than it needed. But I, I think it's more important to have the right people who you know want to go the extra mile for the public, who understand the importance of the fact that as officers, as staff of the council, we are there to deliver the political mandate of our elected members and, and, and having those sort of values, that commitment, that's what really matters. Because for many people, whether you're coming in through a qualified route into those specific positions, such as planning, environmental health or accountancy, for example, or in a developmental route where you come in with a with a just you know you come into a position you've looked at variety, you are very much you know up there as one of the poster poster people for uh, as an inspiration and an aspiration for for anybody starting out in a entry level role within within local government. I mean, I really for those that are home, that kind of is a, is a phenomenal achievement to go from um, kind of working as a cleaner through to the chief executive. It really is incredibly impressive and. I guess what a question that I have for you, Mark, is what would you say would be your advice to somebody had to really succeed within the local government space? You've obviously talked there about um, the opportunity that exists there, but what would be your tips to somebody starting out um, at that entry level role who has aspirations to to climb the ladder? Yeah, and um, so I think the the first the first point I would make in that is that there are lots and lots of entry level jobs in local government, whether that's in social care, whether it's in things like waste collection, grounds maintenance, horticulture, etc. Those jobs are absolutely vital. You know, without people delivering those jobs, I, I can't do my job as a chief executive. I, I'm just part of the, you know, I'm just one of the cogs in the whole setup. In terms of if you come in so local in, in one of those sort of vital roles, there will always be opportunities for development and and in in those everyday roles things like waste collection you know what are some of the skills that you need you need to be able to have really good customer service skills you know you've got you've got to be sort of reliable increasingly we are the sort of route through to colleagues in the nhs in terms of identifying where we might have vulnerable uh, resident. So don't just think about the job. Think about how we contribute, how that job contributes to a wider system. So when I was a building cleaner, I was working in a school and I, and I was pulling sort of blazers that kids had flushed down the toilet out the U-bend. But I was thinking about the fact that if the school wasn't cleaned, then it wouldn't be able to open the next day and teachers wouldn't be able to do their job. And I wouldn't and children wouldn't be able to get their education. So if you wanted to progress in local government, think about the job you're in. Think about how it fits in to the bigger system. Do your job, you know, do your best every day in the job. But don't be, do not be afraid of challenging the system, because like any system, you know, there, there are certain things that have been done for a very long time, but they're not necessarily the best way of doing things. So always be ready 
to challenge the system in 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 the appropriate way take opportunities um that come up there will often be sort of training opportunities that arise get involved in the different networks that the council might offer get involved if you're a member of a trade union you know lots of people have progressed because they've got additional training offered by their trade union just use the opportunity you've got to develop your skills learn more about local government learn more about the, the other organizations we interact with in local government and, and always look out for those opportunities because you know to, to make pr progression it's not just about the organization you work for you also have to make um those efforts don't you uh, absolutely. And we talked about there in terms of everybody understanding that they they form part of a role and part of the broader system that relies on every single person as part of that organisation. What is the difference that somebody can make working for a local government client? It, it makes a huge, it makes a huge difference. I mean, probably one of the best examples I, I can think of is our home improvement service. So we've got a, a team of people who um, adapt um, people's houses so that if people ha have got sort of medical conditions um, they they can stay um, living in their houses. Now the job itself is on the surface of it um, you know a, a job where you're doing sort of trades trades jobs carpentry joinery minor uh, plumbing works etc in someone's property but what you're actually doing is contributing to the wider healthcare system because it means that you know somebody might have been in hospital and without those adaptations in the house they couldn't immediately um, return to their home so you know jobs like that contribute hugely um, to the wider healthcare system things like some of our grounds maintenance operatives they may be um, that the job may be to maintain uh, play areas, but in doing that, you know, they're identifying where antisocial behaviours taking place. They might have information on drugs use. They might have information based on tags of graffiti as to, you know, certain issues in an area. And by then relaying that information to the local neighbourhood policing team, even on the even at a very sort of grassroots level, you st we're starting to contribute to the wider um, social um, issues within a place. So there isn't a role that I can think of within a council that doesn't contribute to that sort of wider system that you know that that our residents and that businesses do depend upon and make a considerable contribution to to. Um, various sort of taxes and uh, various other sort of payments. Absolutely. Uh, I completely agree with everything you just said there, Mark. I think it's it, the ability and the reward from helping those most vulnerable, because that's the thing you have to remember at home, guys, is the majority of council services are delivered to the most vulnerable and it's there to protect as a society. If you were there to start from scratch, you'd want to create that, that environment um, and we all need to contribute to that. Um, each council has a corporate plan, a corporate mandate as to how they're going to be driving forward the council. 
Mark, I'm conscious that you know there is a there is a there are issues with budgets at the moment. I was having a look at your the the plan uh, that that was kind of put out uh, in 21 around for Lancaster creating a sustainable district, an inclusive and prosperous local economy, health and happy communities, a cooperative, kind and responsible council. How much of a challenge is the finances to delivering that long term vision for Lancaster? Now, I mean, it's a massive uh, challenge, whichever way you look at it. And, you know, we understand the wider pressures with regards to public funding in, you know, I was looking, I, I was looking before this interview, uh, prior to um, 2008-9, the council's revenue budget was pretty much the same as it is today. So if you add inflation onto that, this, you know, this figure that gets trotted out about a 40% um, decrease in funding to local government, that is a fact. Um, so the funding that, I, that the council has got available today is 40% less than it was um, prior to 2008-9. You know, there are lots of reasons for that, but the challenge is even greater because demands have increased and demands have increased through the various systems. So you know, the demands on local government that can be created through the healthcare system, through the education system, through the police system, etc. So we have to look at different ways of dealing with them. You know, you can to some extent make a point to say, well, you know, we need more funding, we need that funding replacing, but we also have to accept that there are huge pressures elsewhere and Part of our job in local government is to is to try to sort of come up with different solutions. You know, in certainly in the places in which we operate, we've got that sort of democratic mandate. So, besides delivering services, the way that we can influence, the way that we can collaborate and draw together a coalition of the willing, whether that's anchor institutions, whether that's sort of our voluntary sector partners, whether that's specific communities that's a really really um important role you know the idea that well resources are important but the definition of, of wealth is having a plentiful supply of a desirable thing so our financial resources are stretched more than ever and that brings massive challenges and we shouldn't downplay that but what we can do is to tap into the community wealth of our areas. And there is a huge amount of wealth in our areas. You know, in our area, we've got two um, universities. Um, you know, we've got, a, we, we've got a huge amount of NHS sort of resource within the area. We've got a thriving uh, business sector. We've got lots of different community groups. So it's about how do we tap into the wealth that's there? Because, you know, you start to look at the corporate priorities of, you know, maybe a dozen anchor institutions in the area. And there are common themes that emerge, irrespective of the organisation, things like dealing with the environment, things like reducing health inequalities, things like um, tackling climate change. So rather than working in sort of individual um sort of organizational ways 
let's have a look at, let's agree a key set of outcomes for the area and work, first of all, establish what each individual organisation is doing to deliver those. Then look at where the gaps are and start to work in a more collaborative way so that, you know, so, so that we, we are not sort of uh, being held hostage to a wider situation. Obviously, we need to keep putting, you know, obviously, we need to keep making that case. But there are there are there is a lot that we can do at a local level. You know, it's about putting the local into government, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think local is a local response is the best response because it it really suits the people and it, it, the, the needs of that that area. My, my last question, Mark, really, and it's just more of a, an opportunity because I've I've been to Lancaster recently and I was just uh, it's such a beautiful place and such friendly people. What's been the proudest thing that you guys are doing at the moment as a council that you're working on? Um, well, I mean, the, the list is endless. I think that I think the biggest contribution, the most significant contribution that I think we, we, we can make is to deal with the emergency of climate change, because it isn't going away. And more and more, certainly in our district, the impacts of it are felt. We've got we've got, you know, we're, we're, we're a coastal authority. We've also got a big river that runs through the council. So we see uh, the effects of that. And people might sort of think, well, what impact can Lancaster City Council make on that? You know, we, we declared a climate emergency and we've established that we're 0.4% of all the CO2 emissions in the district in a direct way. But that doesn't mean to say we can't make a big impact. The, the, the illustration I always think of is that of the Netherlands in 1860, the drainage network the drainage network consisted of the equivalent of 33 Suez canals or the equivalent of a ship canal that's 40 foot deep, 200 feet wide, and 5,000 miles long. And all of that drainage network was dug by hand. So, you know, the Netherlands had an existential threat that it would have been under the North Sea. But at a local level, a solution, a joined up solution was planned and executed. So every single shovelful made a difference. So whilst we aren't going to, you know, so, so whilst we as a council lead on that, we are making a difference. So we will tackle our own CO2 emissions and we've got we've done some really exciting things and we're grateful um, for government funding that's helped us with that. But I think the next step now is to work with our partners, with the edu educational institutions like the university that can help us with research, with the county council, who are the sort of highways authority. Um, with a piece of work that we've commissioned to produce a local area energy plan. We'll have the data. We've got a, ra a range of willing partners. And I think we need to have adopt a really ambitious approach to show what can be done even at a very local level. And hopefully that can be a blueprint that other uh, councils can use it can be a blueprint that hopefully the government can refer to. But most importantly, it sets an example um, 
to our residents that we are delivering on what our residents want us to deliver on because the fact that we are delivering the climate change emergency it's not just done on a whim it's because that's what our residents told our elected members that they consider to be a priority and in dealing with climate change you're not just dealing with trying to sort of reduce co2 emissions you deal with you start to tackle things like health inequalities you start to tackle problems like air quality you start to look at um modal shifts so that you, you know so that people are living more healthy lives and you're starting to address some of the traffic problems that exist because of human movement within the district so it climate change as a sort of strategic approach makes sense in terms of dealing with a lot of the more hard to deal with issues that government at all levels grapples with so i would say that the work that we've done so far and the plans that we have in the future you know that that's that the fact that we've got that focus as a council is, is something to be really proud of and we can point to significant amount of action but there's still a huge amount more to do lancaster are doing some amazing things mark and i just really appreciate taking the time to come on the talk to us today it's been a it's been a great meeting thank you Everyone listening at home, if you get a chance, go and visit Lancaster. It's a beautiful place uh, and they're doing some amazing things, as you'd have heard from our, our conversations today with Mark Davies, Chief Executive. Thank you for listening. I look forward to speaking with you soon. You have been listening to the Truth About Local Government podcast. Remember, your local council does some amazing work, but you can help. So remember to vote and be engaged with the work they're doing. If you like this podcast, please like, share and give a five-star review. If you would like to feature on the podcast, have any shout-out of excellent work being done by a local authority or have any topics you would like covered, please email me at truthaboutlocalgovernment at gmail.com. Truth About Local Government. Local government is at the heart of what we do.